Let us open the worship of God today by turning to Micah chapter 6. Micah chapter 6, for three verses there that tell us how we must approach the holy presence of God and how we are to come before Him to worship Him. These are favorite verses of some, and I hope that we can all delight in them as they clearly contrast two kinds of worship. One that is practiced by most and is unacceptable to God, and the other that is practiced by few and is very acceptable. Micah chapter 6, verse 6. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord? And bow myself before the high God. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? Or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. There is the answer to the question. These are rhetorical questions in the first two verses, verses 6 and 7. A rhetorical question means that it's not a question being asked to get an answer, It's a question being asked where the answer is already known, and it's a powerful form of literature in order to make you think. Verses 6 and 7 are describing us coming before God with burnt offerings and calves of a year old and bowing ourselves and bringing thousands of rams if we had the money to buy that many sacrifices or 10,000 rivers of oil from our olive trees if we could provide that, or even if we were to give one of our children in sacrifice, like some pagan deities have expected from their worshipers. But these two verses, 6 and 7, are telling us that no matter how much we were to bring, it is not how we're to come before God. He is not looking for our outward ceremonial worship. To make that plain for you, He doesn't care that you're here. He doesn't care if you sing loudly. He doesn't care what you put in the offering box. He doesn't care that you have read your Bible every day this past week. He doesn't care what acts of service you have done for others. What he cares about is your personal, private, righteousness and holiness, which is described and summarized in the 8th verse by doing what the Lord requires of us to do justly. That is, we are fair and right in everything we do to love mercy. Not only will we forgive others, but we will forgive others cheerfully and instantly. We will never hold a grudge, bitterness, or revenge against anyone. And we'll walk humbly with our God. No pride, no arrogance, no self-righteousness, no pretense. Those are the things He wants. Personal holiness practical righteousness in our private lives, starting in our hearts, 
coming through our lips and then directing our hands and our feet. The Lord God of heaven is worshipped by a broken and a contrite heart, and it is that sacrifice that he will never reject. But if you come in here, bloated on television, angry at someone, bitter in your marriage, a dysfunctional home, not obeying and honoring your parents, not reverencing your husband, not loving your wife, it doesn't matter what you do today, it is a stench in the nostrils of God as we're going to have read to us, and as we are going to learn. What the God of heaven wants is holiness matching His, righteousness matching His. Then He is pleased by all those other things we do. But He wants personal obedience first. And then that puts a sanctifying cover on all the other things that we do in our outward worship to Him. And so we must start right now in our hearts by confessing our sins, begging God to forgive us, and purposing with full resolve that we are going to obey Him in every part of our lives. May the Lord bless the reading of these wonderful verses, 6 and 7, exaggerating the gifts that could be given to make the point that they cannot and will not satisfy or please God. And then the 8th verse simply, concisely telling us what He does want from us personal integrity, honesty, righteousness in our private lives. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. O Lord, thou art thrice holy, and the angels and cherubim and seraphim of heaven proclaim it day and night. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. We bless and we praise Thee this day, for Thou only art holy. And Heavenly Father, we tremble before these words, knowing that our hearts are so deceitful, the world's religious practices are so ritualistic and ceremonial, and our flesh loves to cling to its sins and rebellion, that we are tempted ourselves to come into Your house, and to make a pretense of loving Thee, because we are in the right place on the right day, worshiping the right God. But Heavenly Father, we pray that this day You will convict us, that we will not put our confidence in the outward performance of those duties and ordinances You've given us, but that we will put our confidence only in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then our personal obedience to Him as our Lord. We cannot declare that we love Him because we're in His house. We can only declare that we love Him by keeping His commandments. Heavenly Father, forgive us. Forgive us for sinning against Thee. Forgive us for covering our sins. Forgive us for trusting in our outward religious duties and habits and not in holiness and righteousness from the inner man. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood and finished work and the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit of God. Our Father, this day we pray that we will rejoice in the greatness and the glory of the God of heaven and how He treats His enemies. But we pray that we will Be 
convicted beyond that joy to examine our hearts and to prove our own selves to see whether we be in the true faith of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we have not deceived ourselves in an effort to deceive others and in the foolish hope of deceiving thee by sitting in your house with unconfessed sins in our lives. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will grip every child and the duties that they have from your word. Every wife will be humbled before the vows she made when she took her husband and what the word of God has to say to her presently. And that every man who's taken a wife will also be likewise humbled before thy word. And that every employee and every master, every citizen, every ruler, every use of our money, every use of our time, every input that we've allowed into our lives that we will examine and search ourselves and see if we are living the holy and righteous life of a child of God, motivated, directed, and led by the Spirit of God, rather than a carnal, foolish Christian in name only. Help us to this end. This day is yours. We thank thee to be in it. We thank thee that you've brought us safely to it. We're thankful to be in your house with your people to sing your praise. Lift up our hearts. Lift up our voices. May we bless the God of heaven and his son Jesus Christ and be thankful for the written word of God that we have to direct our lives, to warn us, to teach us, to instruct us, and to reveal the mighty works of God to us. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation and keep it. Bless your churches and saints in every place. And be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.